which is time that we get to talk to Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch for our weekly City Hall updates. Mr. Mayor, good morning. Good morning, Joe. How are you today? Doing fine. How about yourself? Doing well, thanks. The air conditioning's working, so we're good in here. There you go. <laughs> Just uh, played the uh, uh, ceremony from last Friday afternoon for the uh, Quincy Fire Department. Lots of uh, promotions this summertime on both sides of public safety. Yeah, it's a lot of changes, a lot of retirements, which uh, then, of course, trip the, the promotional process. So it's a big day for the individuals, but also for their families. Sure. Is uh, staffing where you'd like it to be now for, for both police and fire? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they're big departments, and there's always retirements or departures, Joe. So, um, you know, just when you think you're there, all of a sudden there's three or four or five openings, you know. Right. But that, that's just typical. We've, we've tried to do a better job over these recent years, is kind of staying ahead of it a little bit more um, so we don't drop to the levels uh, at times you do uh, because of the retirement. So we, we, we know that there'll be folks leaving us, so the last few classes we've uh, done a little bit bigger recognizing that so that when we are um, at a full capacity, um, you know, manning, then, then we truly are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we'll watch it closely, but uh, we're in good shape right now. Just good news. Uh, I know I asked you last time, but uh, it's just because we're talking about it, the public safety complex project. If you could maybe tell us where that is and where it's going. It's on C Street, Joe. And I don't think it's going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Um, it's going to be it, one of those it, mornings. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going fine. It's going fine. It's a big project. It's a complicated project, uh, of Father Bill's um, any day is supposed to be fully operational across the street. They're waiting on National Grid. Uh, then that will be lead to the removal destruction of the old building, and uh, they'll continue on. But that they have begun the foundation pouring. Uh, people have been by. Might, people have noticed uh, there's a lot more activity on the site with the concrete trucks, with the pumps um, doing the foundation work. So that's a good thing. Um, again, it's a, it's a big project for municipality so other than um some of the schools we've done this will be the biggest um building project that we've done in a long time yeah what's the uh, current timeline i guess on that uh, you know i think it's we're, we're looking at um early 2025 spring 2025 i think okay so and the plan is still to d- keep the current building until the new one is complete and then transition over that's correct. Okay. Uh, we really don't have any other options. Uh, so when we laid the whole site out, and, you know, when we took the Bryan Post, um, which had closed, um, it was a redemption center and some other things that made sense to push things back toward Broad Street a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then once it's completed, we're fully online, then the old building comes down, and then that corner will become uh, and some green space to kind of complement across the street, my walls and cemetery. And is the the intersection, Broad Street, Southern Artery reconfiguration, is that all part of this project as well? It's kind of a separate piece. Okay. So it's uh, being looked at by the state. These uh, these major projects being to get any federal or state funding that's going to be on the what they call the tip list. So the um, it's going to go through a process, and it's underway now. I see. Speaking of National Grid, they're, of course, in the middle of their big uh, North Quincy Cable replacement project. Um, any, do you receive periodic updates on that? We do. The, yeah. the uh, company, United Civil, which is the company that's been doing the work, uh, is a little ahead of schedule. Um, both the city and National Grid are pleased with their work to date. I know it's caused 
disruption on Southern Artery and Frenchburg Parkway and Newport Avenue. Um, and there'll be some, a little bit more you know, disruption. But in the end, it replaces, I think it's 115,000 volt a line that runs through our city from Field Street all the way down around State Street. Mm-hmm. And it's a very, very important piece of infrastructure to serve the electrical needs of the city. So no one was looking forward to it in the sense of the disruption. But uh, at the end of the day, when they finished, um, that, that's that's going to be uh, strengthening our, our infrastructure when it comes to electrical service. Sure. Can we talk a little bit, Mayor, about some of the items on today's uh, Stormwater Advisory Committee agenda? Some pretty big items, too. Um, restoration projects that have been underway or already completed. Butler's Pond, Sailor's Home Pond, uh, the new Beachcomber uh, park out on Quincy Shore Drive. Um, these are projects, um, the Furnaceburg restoration, of course, that's that's ongoing. Um, are these projects that, that the city is completing, or are these separate projects that are contracted out? Combination, Joe. Okay. For example, the beach home site was uh, largely done by the Park Department personnel. Um, you know, the Furnaceburg project was, was contracted out. That's a big project. The the one over by the rear of St. Mary's um, that's a very, uh, very effective project that's going to help us with capacity, but also it will definitely be more beautiful and more environmentally friendly uh, when completed with the plant materials we'll be planting. Uh, so that's a good one. I mean, it, you know, the, I haven't seen the agenda for this for this meeting, but, um, you know, we're always looking at ways to improve and update uh, our environment and update our infrastructure challenges and needs. Um, and as we know, uh, looking across the country, you know, there's some more challenges uh, with weather events, and mm-hmm. we're going to be mindful of that and, and continue to work on uh, things that will mitigate those things when, when they do occur. Um, you know, as you know, we had some major challenges early on in my administration, including the West Quincy flooding that um, led to the design and completion of this Furnacebrook project, for example. It's uh, it's one example of a project that can help mitigate those major storm events. So mm-hmm. we continue to work on those. Uh, also, we worked with the EPA on all our improvements on our sewer lines and, and uh, any issues that we had with, um, you know, sewer lines leaking into storm drains with leading to waterways. We've made tremendous progress in those areas. So um, I appreciate the work of the Storm Water Advisory Committee. Uh, but really, um, Commissioner Grazioso and uh, City Engineer Paul Costello and the teams and our outside engineering firms have done a, a really nice job uh, meeting some of these challenges. I know um, one that is a thorn <laughs> in your side is the, uh, the plans to update the tie gates on the Greenberg Bridge along Quincy Shore Drive. Yes, essentially that's been uh, one gentleman at the EPA that has held that up for 10 years. Uh, he doesn't believe in tie gates and uh, it's really absurd. Um, it's absurd that one person can have such control. You know, in, in, in government, as you know, I'm up for election this year. I get to answer the voters uh, each and every time. The agencies, in my view, um, particularly at the federal level, become so powerful that um, they do what they want, and um, you march to their drumbeat or not. I mean, it's, uh, it's insane to me that, you know, a proposal that would improve the life of the marsh with a brand-new state-of-the-art tide gate system uh, would not be encouraged, uh, improved, uh, approved, rather, uh, by the EPA. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, so 
So we continue to navigate the channels available to us, mm. no pun intended. Right. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll, this guy will be retired and we'll get through to somebody with uh, half a brain. <laughs> Another item on the agenda is uh, installation of tide gates in that same area, Putnam Armory, Lafayette Streets. Um, are there not tide gates there now? There's, there's all different types of tide gates, okay. and we have um, uh, dozens of them literally across the city, uh, well over 100 of them, oh. and they come in different forms. And uh, so, you know, I think there was a call for maybe in the in the New Bridge area, another tide gate system, but mm-hmm. I'm not so sure it would be needed if we can get the Greenwood-Berg one done. But right. um, I haven't looked at that in a while, so I'll have to have that talk with my team, see where we're at. Yeah, I do recall uh, several years ago that terrible flooding that occurred there um, in that low-lying area. So, Yeah, and because the Greenberg Bridge gates had not been closed at that time, that's right. what caused it. Yep. May you mentioned uh, you are up for re-election this year, of course. There is no preliminary for the first time in 16 years, the city clerk tells me. What do you make of that? Everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sent you right up for that one, didn't I? <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> oh, I don't know, Joe. I, yeah. I know, um, you know, local government, the election uh, turnouts have gone down over the years, oh, no. and uh, which is disappointing. The reality is most interaction with government happens at the local level. And yeah, so, yeah, I mean, we have a robust school committee race, but yes, uh, yeah. beyond that, it's uh, it's really quiet citywide. A couple of ward races. Mm-hmm. Um but imagine a uh, an open city council at large seat and no opposition. Right. I mean, that's remarkable. I mean, just a few years ago, we had a a, a pretty intense race uh, with the likes of the Dan Romani, Margaret LaForest, and, mm-hmm. and so many political names in it. It's just incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know, years ago, I remember when the Ward 4 seat opened up and Jay Davis ran unopposed yep. an open seat. So it's not unheard of, but it seems to be becoming more norm than it ever was before. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't know if just a lack of interest at the local level. Mm. Um, certainly, I know the last few years, you know, people have been wrapped up in the craziness nationally. Um, I, I don't know. People have just lost focus, uh, lost interest, whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, I always encourage people to get involved in local government, certainly pay attention, reach out, ask questions, and, and vote, you know. Do want to remind people that there will be a final election. It's uh, November seventh, and uh, there'll be no school that day. Is that right? That's correct. Yep, yep. we've worked it out. That's a professional day for teachers. Um, we had, you know, some folks that weren't comfortable with people in the buildings while the kids were in school, so mm-hmm. security reasons. And, and you know, it's a valid issue. So uh, school committee voted to uh, make that in the calendar a day where the public is not in the building, so that professional day for so teachers come in but um you know the students stay home that day sure excellent appreciate the update as always mayor good to talk to you same here joe you enjoy the day thank you you too